Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. I am joined with my friend John. Uh, Terry was feeling a little under the weather, and Kathy is traveling the world, and so she couldn't be here today. But luckily, John and I are here, and we'll try and not feud too much today. Oh, hi. John, John Henderson from uh, This Day and Jack Benny talking. Boy, I was so disappointed to hear that they're not going to be here this week because uh, I wanted to ask them some questions and get their thoughts. Uh, and I, I don't think they're going to be here next week either. And that one even has even more things that I wanted to chat about. So well, hopefully yeah. uh, they'll come back soon. Yeah, we shall see. Yes. But uh, but we, we well, hopefully they do come back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that is just us, and we are fairly entertaining, as we each have our own podcast anyway, so we'll <laughs> go with that. Um, well, the, the, I'm, today we're going to cover uh, the first episode where Mel Blanc comes back to the Jack Benny show and is on there after his accident. He had a major car accident, and... Uh, and almost died. I mean, he's a, from everybody's description of it, he was closest to death of just about anybody you'll ever hear about. Uh, tons of broken bones in this episode uh, and in a, a number of episodes of the Jack Benny show from here, from this point forward for a little while. Uh, he would always be sitting down because his legs were still messed up. And, uh, uh, but eventually he makes pretty much a full recovery. I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm sure. Uh, the effects of it probably lasted the rest of his life that he'd had to deal with with issues. And I think he walked with a cane maybe uh, after this. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, but just to see him on here is fantastic. You can tell Jack is really delighted to have him on the show for the first time in ages. Uh, I, I know that Jack and Mel were really close friends uh, off camera as well. And so Jack did a lot of visiting him and everything while Mel was getting getting better. Um, yeah, it's just delightful to see them together. Yeah. Uh, but there was, but this whole episode is kind of, uh, I don't know, less formal episode, more where Jack's just sort of visiting with different cast members and things, and and so that makes it kind of fun. Uh, but let's turn it over to John and get John's kind of impressions of the episode. Well, when he was uh, Jack Benny was telling the uh, the story of what happened to Mel Blank. I was like, oh, I, that sounds familiar. Have I seen this episode before? I know it's on the uh, the Jack Benny Lost Episodes DVD you mentioned. And I yeah. actually, I've been going through that and I haven't seen that one on the DVD yet. Yeah. So I haven't seen the episode, but I'm like, this story sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. And I realized it's on the special features to uh, Looney Tunes. Oh, which is uh, interesting because in this story, in this, he's sort of doing it as a joke, as a bit. Yeah. But in the special feature, they're telling pretty much the same story, only sincerely. And right. I noticed that also with a couple of the other things um, where Jack Benny was talking with Mel Blanc. Uh, you know, it feels like they're all made up stories, like his English horse and things like that. Yeah. But then if you look into it, they're stories that he tells all the time and they're actual true stories. So I thought right. that was really interesting. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that English horse story. That's great. And then they, the other story, uh, another piece that, that is often told by Mel is uh, in the rehearsal where they were going to supposed to play the sound of uh, the Maxwell. Uh, and he's, he looked over and noticed that it was unplugged. And I think at some points he says he unplugged it himself, the machine that would make <laughs> the, the sound of the car. Yeah. And then he made the sound of the car and they 
stuck with that forever of, of that being the sound. Um, also, the Maxwell story, another piece of the Maxwell story that never gets told, really, uh, but is that if you watch the where I first heard the Maxwell uh, in my life mm-hmm. was was watching cartoons in the in the 1970s or whatever. There yeah. was a cartoon called Speed Buggy, okay. and Speed Buggy's uh, sound the of Speed Buggy starting up and everything was Mel Blanc doing it, and ah. obviously it was Mel Blanc doing the Maxwell, but a slightly different version. He tried to make it sound more revved up at the end, so he would do the whole starting has issues starting and then when it starts going it's like and and so it 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 has obviously has more power than the maxwell had Uh and but but i just i I always thought it was funny how he took that bit and put it into a character that was on an unrelated tv show but uh, that's pretty cool and anyway john what else did you see think of the the episode or what other parts kind of stuck out to you yeah i mean i i loved the whole thing i liked the silly bit at the beginning with dennis day and the reindeer and one thing i loved was the the middle section he says it's similar to jack parr i've never seen jack parr but i guess he does like audience segments where he goes and he chats with the audiences yeah Yeah. uh have you seen that before yeah yeah uh i i had and uh and I've seen Jack Party that, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And yeah, and yeah so and, uh, the thing that I noticed is a lot of times when you flip on the TV today and there's a comedy, like every three seconds, there's like a laugh point for the audience not to yes. feel awkward. But I felt, especially in that segment where he's talking with the audience, yeah. uh, there's you know a lot goes by. He talks to two or three people, yes. and there's there's no jokes. No, and it's like where is this going? Why are we doing this? And then when the joke hits, it's so much funnier because of the buildup of anticipation and things like that. And I feel like Jack Benny really uh, is able to take the time to make a gag work and then pay off. And so I really appreciated that. And I thought that whole segment and the callback at the end was hilarious. Right. I agree. And, and, uh, Jack, you're again uh, speaking to Jack Benny's timing, and he was so comfortable with his timing and knowing how good it was that that sort of thing didn't seem to bother him at all. Whereas uh, we're going to talk later in a in a future episode, we're going to have with the the Bob Hope show that we're going to be talking about, and Bob was very uncomfortable with any kind of distance of if any joke didn't land or quickly didn't land yeah right he would be frustrated he would mention i mean he would mention on air and jokingly his frustration with his writers or his frustration with the other person or the frustration with the line he got or whatever and uh uh it it was just kind of a different feel and and you could tell you know you'd be listening to that and you'd go oh yeah that's funny that he's making fun of the line but unlike jack when jack makes fun of a line or something that didn't work well Jack seems generally amused by the fact it didn't work as well as they thought it was going to. So does right. Fred Allen, for that matter. But Bob, see, there's a feeling of frustration in him uh. that's not in the others when they when they don't hit a line right. It, it's it's like, oh yeah, he really feels that. Like I'm always thinking to myself, is that writer going to get fired after this? <laughs> Whereas I never think about that. Well, of course, with Jack and knowing that Jack, I don't think Jack ever really fired any writers i think writers usually just kind of left and went on to other things uh i think once you were with jack he just kept you with him for years and years and years yeah uh, and his uh, i i all like sometimes you very rarely but sometimes 
Jack Benny will do like a serious segment. And even part yes. of the Mel Blanc things was actually serious. And then, yes. he'll, then he'll go back to the comedy or do, do a right. joke at the, at the end like that, which is why you can never tell what's going to happen, right? Right. When Dennis Day unveils his uh, present, I thought it was hilarious, the audience reaction, because they're just like, oh, like, like sort of like, a, ooh, like that's a good present. That's, yeah. that's a nice kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> so and, I thought that was great. Yeah, it's and, and that's what's interesting with the, the TV series uh-huh. is it'll go places that the radio show never went. And so you'll get like serious pieces and mixed in or semi-serious. And, and then sometimes they get you with the zinger because it feels serious and then it loops back to yeah, something exactly. comical. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it was great that Jack would play with that sort of thing. And I'm just delighted we have this episode. And I'm surprised I really didn't, you know, you really don't think about it, how many different uh, Christmas episodes Jack has uh, right. And different ones from because um, we're just so used to that same one, the shopping episode that you see and you think about when you think of Christmas. But he has a number of Christmas episodes, which makes sense. If you're on television for 15 years, you chances are have 15 yeah. episodes that take place during a Christmas time, really. And so, uh, yeah, so that's that's part of it. Um, anyway, uh, any final thoughts on this one, John, before we uh, show yeah, it for a moment? I think like folks would like to see it. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear me. Wave if I if you can't hear me. But uh, hear the way that this show ends with uh, Frank Nelson, it, it is hilarious and it's great. And it's also one of those things where it's sort of like it's poking fun at the the way that television is made. And the same with like the the extra where he says, you know, don't say anything because obviously if a, if an extra speaks, then they're not an extra anymore. They've got a speaking role. Right. So I, I just like playing with the sort of the inside making of kind of thing. Yes. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. And as a final note, uh, Dennis Day's suit is very dapper, very good, very madman esque. I love it. Well, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And uh, I, I, that's the fun of, seeing these guys through time right where you see them in the 1950s and then you see them in the 1960s and whatever the year happens to be as to how their clothing styles change and everything because the radio show you never get that feel the radio show is i think it adds to the timelessness of the radio show the fact that that they didn't uh, uh comment like and jack doesn't do it on his tv show too often either but he does it some is he doesn't, they don't really comment on what's going on very much. It's usually just jokes about each other. And so it makes them where you can listen to them and, and not think to yourself too often. I mean, John, you're really good about pointing out, and so is Terry, about the references they make, right? But on Jack's show, he'll make one or two references in an episode to something that, w- that you might need to know from the time. Yeah. Whereas if you listen to like Fred Allen, he'll make, oh, I don't know, 30 references in an episode yeah. that, you, that you and so it makes it a lot harder for an audience today to get into um i think that's why jack is pretty much the most popular person that we have for old time radio uh television not as much but still when you watch the television shows i think most people would enjoy almost any episode of the jack benny television show watching it as well um so that speaks. Yeah, that speaks I mean, I think that's Jack. definitely true, and it's definitely that '60s style that's very '60s with Dennis's yes. suit. But I don't want to take away from it because if you look at Jack Benny's suits, I don't think 
madman i think like oh my grandpa so yeah true, <laughs> i mean i, I feel like dennis has some style yes yes and it's interesting to let him have the style on the show you would think they go well wait a minute you can't outclass jack so you gotta you know but no they were they were yeah. great about that so i i guess we'll end there and just say uh merry christmas to everybody i hope you enjoy this christmas episode uh i just love that we can present so many of these to you and uh and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you, John, so much for this. Merry Christmas! <laughs> and I love John's sweater, too. He looks great. <laughs> and then, of course, there's me in the snow, which is nice. So, hey, there you go. All right. We'll see you guys next time. From Television City in Hollywood. The Jack Benny Program, brought to you by Lipton Tea. The change of pace drink. Your change of pace and flavor and refreshment. Brisk Lipton Tea. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our show. You know, this is the, um, of course, the night before Christmas. And uh, upstairs, CBS is giving a Christmas party right now, you see, and they have mistletoe hanging all over the, the doorways, you know. <laughs> and just my luck, as I walked in, Lassie was coming out. <laughs> You know, I don't know about you, but to me, there is nothing more disgusting than a dog that's had one too many. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, every Christmas at this time, you know, uh, I, I always give a, a party at my house. I invite the cast and the crew, and we exchange gifts. You see, we have a lot of fun. But tonight, as long as I have to be in the studio, we're going to have the party here, exchange gifts right on the stage. You see? And we're going to do it. Rochester will be here trimming the tree and everything, right here on the stage. But meanwhile, I want to continue with the show now and bring out my singing star, Dennis Day. Dennis, I know you do some pretty silly things, but this is ridiculous. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. What is that? Now, take that off. Now, come out here and take that off. I don't want that on you. Wait like you do with him, will you? Look, will you please wait? Look, Dennis. Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. I know you're Dennis. What's, what's he doing here? Oh, he's going to help me with my song. Oh, I get it. You're going to sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. No. <laughs> That's right. And it has something to do with the reindeer. No. <laughs> no? No. Well, then, how is he going to help you with your song? Well, uh, you see, he's my piano player. 
if he's your piano player, I mean, why did you make him wear this? Well, I had to. Why? Because on my music it says I should be accompanied by piano and horns. <laughs> now, stop that! Are you going to sing a song with the orchestra like you're always supposed to? And you, come on, you're going with me. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow's glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is the new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman. Then pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made walking in a winter wonderland. I'm going to put these gifts under the tree. Open the curtains, please. Rochester, how come you're not finished? Oh, I would have been finished a long time ago if you'd have bought a tree instead of a dinging one out of the park. <laughs> Every time I try to hang an ornament, a squirrel keeps nipping at me. <laughs> Stop with the jokes, will you, please? Hey, what, uh, what gifts are those over there? Oh, these are the ones the boys in the orchestra are giving you. Well, why are the price tags still out? Well, they said it would save about six months of arguments. <laughs> Have you ever heard me complain about getting a gift that was cheaper than one that I gave? We'll never know till it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll look at it. You finish, and when you get through, call me, and I'll continue with the show. Mm -hmm. Fine. Okay. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm kind of glad that Rochester isn't through there yet. It'll give me a chance to do something I've always wanted to do, and that is to walk out and talk to you folks in the audience. I've never done that before, and I've always wanted to do that. So here I lighten you down myself. <laughs> Every Christmas, they can't do enough for you. <laughs> well... See here, we have, uh, here's a gentleman here. So what's your name, sir? Johnny Vickers, Jack. Johnny Vickers, I see. Where are you from, Mr. Vickers? Tarzana. Tarzana. Well, nice to have you at the show. And uh, you? you hey, Dorn. Oh, I'm glad you're here. Now, let's see, who else have we here? Well, there's a lovely woman here. Are, are you enjoying the show? Oh, I certainly am, Mr. Benny. And, and since it's Christmas, I'd like to give you a little gift. Oh. Yes, oh, yes. thank you. Here's a jar of strawberry jam. Oh, well, thank you very, very much. That's, That's Mother Sarah's jam. 
Oh, Mother Sarah's jam, <laughs> isn't that nice? It's very good, strawberry jam. Well, I imagine it is. Uh -huh. And thank you very much, Miss, uh, Miss... Uh... Mother Sarah. <laughs> My jam comes in many flavors. Uh -huh. Strawberry, raspberry, orange, cherry, blueberry, apple, and grape. I see. Thank you. You, you can get it at your neighborhood Look. store. Thirty-nine cents a jar. And if your neighborhood store hasn't got it, it's a lousy store. Mother Sam. I never saw such enthusiasm here. <laughs> See who we got. Oh, here's a gentleman over here. Your name, sir? Harry Johnson. Harry Johnson. See, where are you from, Mr. Johnson? Oh, I'm from Nebraska. Oh. I, I'm spending the Christmas in California with my family. Oh, I see. Uh, Mr. Benny, huh? I've always been a big fan of yours. I wonder if I could have your autograph. Well, certainly. Certainly. Thank you very much. I haven't any paper with me, though. Oh, well, that's all right. You can write it on here. <laughs> It would be easier if there were some lines here. <laughs> Let's see, all right, I can do that, I think. There we are. Whoop! Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You very much. You're welcome. Nice, clean-cut fellow. <laughs> see who else we have. Here's somebody over here. Oh, uh, oh, mister. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. What's he doing here? He hates me, this fellow, I think. Well, well, aren't you going to talk to me? Talk to you? I'm enjoying the show very much. <laughs> you are? I think you're giving a wonderful performance. Look, I've been applauding till my hands are all red. That's amazing. I think you're funny. Do you really? Oh, do I? <laughs> I even brought my wife down to see you. I'd like to have you meet her. Oh. Oh, how do you do? How do you do? <laughs> Sweet. Are you really his wife? Oh! <laughs> well, I asked for that, I guess. Well, I better get back on stage now and get everything. We also have the economy size for everybody. Look, I don't care what you want. Look, look, will you please? I've got to go. I'll please. I don't care. I, I have... Mother! <laughs> Jack Parr does this every night. Nothing like this happens. <laughs> Oh, Don! Don Wilson, come out here, will you, please? Will you, 
Will you take over while I put on another coat, will you? Oh, I'll be glad to, Jack, and that'll give me a chance to play a little game. Yeah, you and your game. <laughs> Go ahead, play it. All right, Jack. Will you open the curtain, please? All right. My name is Santa Claus. Oh, oh, oh. My name is Santa Claus. My name is Santa Claus. And we want you to decide which one is the real Santa Claus. That's right, you guessed it. This one is the real Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, what do you do? I work for the Lipton Tea Company. Uh -huh. Yes, sir. I, I'm the one who puts the tea in those flow-through tea bags. The tea bag that brews full-strength flavor. Yes, and every day more people are discovering that Lipton is a great change of pace and flavor. It satisfies like coffee, but refreshes you better. That's, uh, that's right, Don. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, My I know. My name is Santa I know, I know. I live at the North Yes, Pole. yes, I, I know, I know. Now, sir, uh, what line of work do you do? I also work for Lipton Tea, Don. I see. And I came down here to say Merry Christmas to all of you from all of us at Lipton Tea. Well, thank you very much. By the way, what's your name? Joe Higgins. My name is Santa Claus. Yes, yes, I know. I know. I know. But you told us that already. Yes, yes, Santa Claus. We know that, and we want to thank you for coming down here. And uh, we hope you didn't mind helping us out with our Lipton Tea commercial. Well, this time I didn't mind. Oh, you've done commercials before? Oh, yes. During the baseball season, they make me shave. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy brisk Lipton Tea all through the season. Did you have fun playing your little game? Oh, did I? <laughs> all right, funny man, all right, all right. Mr. Denny, we're all ready. Oh, good, good. Open the curtains, then. Here, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, all right, I'm going to start giving out presents right away to everybody. Now, let's see. Oh, here's a gift. Here's a gift from Jack Benny to my makeup man. Now, let's see, what else have I got here? Oh, here's one to my stage manager from Jack Benny. <laughs> oh, here's a nice gift here from Jack Benny to Dennis Day. Dennis, come here. Oh, thanks, Mr. Benny. You're welcome. I've got a gift for you. You have? Uh-huh. I think you're going to like it because it's a little different. Oh, oh would you push that uh, table over here, please? You know, I usually give you ties and shirts and stuff like that, but you only sell them. <laughs> so this year I thought I'd give you something a little more permanent. You, this isn't a gag or anything. Oh, no, no, no. Look. Oh, Dennis, that's me. Yeah, I had it specially made. It took four weeks. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> you know, I got the idea in a museum. They had busts of Napoleon and George Washington and Caesar. Oh, Dennis, that's sweet. I'm so grateful. I'm going to take it right home and put it in my den. No, no, in the kitchen. It's a cookie jar. <laughs> a cookie jar? 
The ear is a corkscrew. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I don't want... Listen, you can open bottles right here. I'm not going to open them. And, and you can squeeze orange juice on the nose. I'm not going to squeeze any orange juice and take that thing off. Now, get off. I don't know what he's complaining about. These cookies are... Boy, are they lousy. <laughs> Silly kid, that is. Now, let's see. What else have I got here? Oh, Don. Yes? Don, will you please take this gift to Frank Remley and the orchestra? I gave the other boys already their gifts. Oh, oh will Frank Remley be surprised? Well, how can he be surprised, Jack? You've got toilet water written all over the package. Well, look at you have to do that with Remley. You see, when he opens a package and sees a bottle, he doesn't even wait to read the label. <laughs> I remember last year, I gave him a miniature ship in a bottle, and the mass stuck out of his mouth for three days. <laughs> I know that. All right, I'll right, you give it over. Now let's... Ah, here it is. From Jack Benny to his script secretary. Yeah, Jeanette, Merry Christmas. And don't say thank you. That'll cost me $80. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I won't. You're dead. <laughs> now, let's see. Oh, here is something. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a special gift here. A gift for someone special that I want to talk about. He hasn't been on my show for a long, long time since his automobile accident. And you're going to see him tonight for the first time in almost a year, Mel Blanc. Well, Mel, it's really wonderful having you back on the show, and particularly on Christmas, you know? Well, thanks, Jack. It was nice of you to ask me. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we've missed you, uh, Mel, not only because of your talents as an entertainer and a comedian, because, but of your qualities, uh, being such a fine individual. You know? Well, uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm so glad you're going to be well pretty soon, and you'll be able to walk. That's just wonderful. And I, you know, many times we'd rehearse, and I'd think, gosh, why can't Mel Blanc be here? You know, those lovely voices that he does, and those wonderful imitations. Stop and gabbing and give me the gift already. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. You know, Mel Blanc has a wonderful sense of humor. I must tell you, the night of this accident that happened on Sunset Boulevard, here he was absolutely unconscious and they brought him to the hospital, and he would really had a bad accident, you know, and there were, there were all these specialists working over him, you see, and as soon as he opened his eyes and he could see who they were, tell him what you said. Yeah. What's up, Doc? <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, besides doing Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig and those characters, he also has a lot of characterizations on my program. For instance, he always plays the part of Professor LeBlanc, my viol French violin teacher. Don't you, Mel? Oui, Monsieur Benet, oui. <laughs> How would you like 
if I got my violin and played a number for you right now. No, 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 Monsieur Benny. That well, I am not. <laughs> and he also imitates my parrot. Remember, I had the parrot on my show. Do the parrot. Benny the miser. Benny the miser. Even my parrot knew. <laughs> and he also played. Oh, he did the noises of the Maxwell. No, oh, now I got to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. This is a true story. This is really true. But during our uh, radio, when we were on radio, I went to my writers and I said, fellas, look, at Mel Blanc can imitate anything or anybody. Let's trick him this show. Let's put in something so difficult that he will not be able to imitate it and we won't tell him anything about it till he comes to rehearsal. So in the script, we put down for Mel to imitate an English horse. <laughs> Imagine, and we didn't tell him anything about him. We brought him the script, and here's exactly what he Show him what you did as the English horse. <laughs> Never said a word, just did it. So many English horses like that. <laughs> Listen, Mel, you know, now that you're getting along fine, you'll walk pretty soon, I'm sure that our viewers would like to know something about this accident. Now, how did it happen? Well, I was on my way down to Tijuana to do a job. Oh, a show down there, huh? Yeah, down Where there. you were going down... Uh, oh, you went down to Mexico, huh? Si. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, and, uh, but this accident happened on Sunset Boulevard, didn't it? She. <laughs> Did you find out who it was that bumped into you? She. <laughs> what was his name? Sai. Sai? She. This was a pretty horrible accident. Aren't you going to do something about it? She. Well, what are you going to do? So. You going to sue? She. Well, who are you going to sue? So. Me? Well, I didn't have anything to do with it. Did I? She. Well, if you would have, if you would have had me on your show that night, I wouldn't have had to go down to Mexico. Hey, you've got a case. See, I know. Well, nice to have you back, and I hope you'll be on a lot of Thanks. shows. sitting in the audience. Now, all year long, he plays the part of a man who's supposed to dislike me. But we're really the best of friends. Frank! Frank Nelson, come on. Up. Frank, thank you, Jack. You are welcome, and don't open it tomorrow, will you? Oh, don't worry, don't worry. I wouldn't louse you up. louse me up. You know, these, these boxes are just props. They're all empty. Empty? Yeah, empty. Look, empty. Wait a minute. Empty. I haven't even got any 
wouldn't be able to pick them up. What are you talking about, empty? The only thing he gives away is fresh air. Well, in Los Angeles, that isn't bad. <laughs> hey, look at this. What are you doing? Oh, this One finger on me, and I'll punch you right in the nose. <laughs> I thought all year you were only acting. You really hate me, don't you? Jack will be back in just a moment, but first, here's a word from our sponsor. Mother Sarah's gems are the best on the market. Not you! My sponsor! <laughs> Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. And now, in keeping with the holiday season, Dennis Day will sing a Christmas carol. sponsors and my cast and my crew, I want to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas. Also seen on tonight's program are Justin Fax, Raylan Bourne, Mary Lansing, Sam Hearn, Dick Elliott, and Orville Church. The Jack Benny program is a JNM production. This is Don Wilson saying good night. And this program is pre-recorded.